Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Make the Space with Ashley. It's your girl, Ash. Thank you guys for tuning in again for another episode. I greatly appreciate all the love and support. I truly do. And if you're not already following the Instagram page for the podcast, it's Make the Space with Ashley all together. That's where you can find, you know, updates on the show, like upcoming episodes or just like mental health tips or just a, you know, deeper look into my own mental health journey. And we just going to get right into it. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about protecting your energy. And be good at, so I had to bring on a special guest. Now, this guest of mine is fabulous, loving, big ass heart, bigger ass. Let me stop. <laughs> But it's juicy, baby. And a long time, long lost friend. But now I'm found. I got Sugar Shack in the house with me, baby. How you doing, Shaq? I'm doing great. How are you? How is everybody? Good. Did you like that little intro? <laughs> yes, I did. Because, you know, I'm all about being real and authentic. And my heart is big and my ass is even bigger. So I'm, you know, you hit, hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> oh man Shaq and I we go way back like we were besties back in college and unfortunately we lost contact for a while and that's on me I I done changed my number and I lost all my contacts I think I even I think I even changed my phone which was why I lost all my contacts then at the time I was going through really really bad depression and social media was affecting me so I deleted all my social media nowadays that's how like the main way people keep in touch so with all that so much time passed with us having like no contact with each other and then I bumped it to another old friend of ours, Cassie, if she's listening. And through Cassie, we got all reconnected. And it's just been a great reunion, guys. It definitely is beautiful. And I think that life has this interesting way and this beautiful way of giving people space when we need it the most, but bringing us back together when we also need it the most. And I think that's exactly what happened with the two of us. Like, I think we, like, life took us in some different directions, but brought us back in this really organic way. And I am really, I'm fucking here for it. I love, yes. I love it. I love it too. Listen, I like I said, like I told you off the record, I was like, it was it was bittersweet because mm -hmm. Lord knows that I missed you, but I know that you know everything does happen for a reason and everything happens in its timing. So you are absolutely right. I totally agree with that statement. And just to add to that, I when when we came back together, I had no idea that you had this podcast. And so I started, of course, like what everybody does when you first connect or reconnect with somebody, you start going through their social media to see what have they been up to. And when I saw that you were doing Making the Space with Ashley, I was like, oh my God, that is so incredible because I'm in the middle of my own mental health and healing journey. And it just seemed like, wow, I stumped, like God really brought us together at the time that I feel like we both needed it. And that was, that's just so beautiful to me i love it i love it yes. well and like i told you now i going nowhere okay so nope. you're stuck with me you're stuck with me even though i know you're gonna be moving soon i'm still gonna be popping up on that ass so yes as you should you can't get rid of me <laughs> <laughs> 
So Shaq, um, before we get into it, I want, if you will, please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I am 28 years old, black, gay, um, cis, um, been on my mental health journey since the summer of last year. I think that, you know, a lot, of my, a lot of my life has changed in the past year and a half, and I'm really thankful for that. But last summer was when I really started confronting a lot of the <clears throat> demons and the issues that I was struggling with um, internally. I had a mental breakdown in the summer, went to the doctor, was diagnosed with bipolar and depression, um, was put on a medication at the time, had started therapy a few months before that. And um, over those over the course of those couple of months after I was on the first medication that I was on, was still not in a good place, still going through a very bad depressive episode, um, tried to take my life. I was dealing with um, substance abuse, with alcohol. I was dealing with an eating disorder. I was dealing with depression, anxiety, all of it. And I realized that I needed to, I needed help. I really needed mm-hmm. help. And coming out of the hospital was a big that was a big shift in my life in September of 2020. And ever since then, it's been really important for me to, to seek help and to also help other people on their own mental health and healing journeys. Because what I realized over the past year and a half is that it really takes a village. There is mm-hmm. amount, a, there's a certain amount of work that you have to do on your own and do personally, but it really takes a village to help with to to heal you know it took the support of family and friends and other resources and i was very blessed to have access to um because there's no way i could have done it on my own so i'm really excited to be sharing this time and space with you ashley tonight to talk about protecting your energy and hopefully the words that we share tonight will be of help to other people on their journey too absolutely absolutely thank you so much for sharing that and i just want to say i'm so glad that you suck at killing yourself (laughs) because thank you i am so glad that you are still here with us you know you're here for a purpose you know god's not done with you you have so much ahead of you and you have so many people that love you dearly i know that for a fact so thank god i know there's a lot of things that you and i are very good at one of Mm -hmm. them is not killing ourselves so thank god for that (laughs) that's right we're here to stay we are and we're here for a reason yes amen to that so i want to ask you when you hear protect your energy what do you think like like what comes to your mind when you hear that it's so interesting because protect your energy is this phrase that i feel is so popular right now even though the actual act of protecting your energy is nothing new i feel like it's very in mainstream to talk about it which i'm and i'm and that's important i'm glad that it is because it's so imperative to protect your energy and i thought a lot about the past couple of days you know what angle do i want to talk about on this podcast with ashley about protecting your energy and i feel like it's twofold i feel like it's protecting yourself from external shit that is affecting your well-being, but also taking responsibility and figuring out and being self-aware and figuring out, okay, what can I do within myself to protect my own energy when that doesn't involve other people? You know what I mean? Because, and I, and and it's hard, it's hard as fuck. Like it's really Mm -hmm. fucking hard to protect your energy because there's so many things in this world and life that are out of our control that we just have no choice but to deal with. And I think that protecting your energy in a nutshell to me is a full time job that I'm not getting paid extra for. And I want to know why. I'm, 
I want to know where is my extra direct deposit for protecting my fucking energy because I don't. Where's see my it. hazard pay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> where is it? Because I don't see it. But you know, I think that protecting your energy is definitely it's it's imperative. It's important to do, but it is hard work. It is. It is. I feel like I personally. I think I'm not very good at, at when it comes to protecting my energy externally. Mm -hmm. I feel like, especially the more that I've become open with my mental health journey, like, mm. you know that I'm a giver. I, yeah. I, I love to give. I love to be there for people. I'm a big empath. And the more that I'm more open with my mental health journey, I'm finding that people are opening up to me. And I think that's great. And, you know, they're, they're opening up about, about their mental health journeys. But that also means that a lot of people have access to me. Mm -hmm. And before, back in the day, I used to just walk around all the time and pe pe be like, people ain't shit. And I always mm -hmm. had, like, had that chip on my shoulder and I always had that guard up. Like, I know people ain't shit, so I got to watch out for myself. But then I started to let that guard down. But now I feel like it's like way, way down. Like the guard is in hell. Okay. Um, because I just be giving people the benefit of the doubt, honey. Mm -hmm. Like I, and I really want to, I really want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like not everyone's a shitty person or like not everyone's out to get me. Not everyone's out to hurt me. Um, but I'm finding, and then like, sometimes like, I'm like, okay, like, it, that was just that one little thing, but it's okay. It's not that deep. Like we can move past this. And I'm finding that I'm letting people have too much access to my energy and my time. Mm -hmm. And it's exhausting me. And it's like, I'm trying to find that balance. I don't want to go to the back to that stone cold bitch with the guard all the way up. But I also mm -hmm. don't want to, now I'm like, I don't want to be this open, you know, this I'm here with open arms type of person because I'm here with open arms and people want to shoot me right in the chest. You know what I'm saying? Woo. Yes. And you brought up a really important word, which is access, because I approached it from the opposite side of the spectrum as you. I started out as somebody with a really big open heart who always felt like I needed, I felt like I got, I felt valuable when I was able to help other people solve their problems or be that listening ear or that person. And that came from a place of insecurity and low self-esteem because I felt like, okay, if I can help other people fix my problems, then I feel valuable and maybe that'll help me fix my own problems. And that never worked because my problems didn't go away just because I was helping other people with theirs. And so I, have, I was letting people have all this access to me for so many years growing up in high school and college, even in my early adulthood. And now I'm starting to realize like, okay, how, how do I manage that in a way that I can still be of support to people, but in a way that doesn't suck the life out of me, like the Dyson vacuum cleaner in the closet on the carpet. <laughs> like it's, it is whether you, whether you come from being the stone cold person or the open arms person or somebody in the middle, I think that having like access is so critical you know, and managing how much access do I give to people? And it's always like, I feel like on a sliding scale, it's like certain people get a different type of access than other people, depending on who they are, what they represent in your life. But at some point, you know, you gotta, I feel like there's gotta be a way to manage and to say, okay, I'm give, I've given so much, but my cup needs to be filled too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to walk on that tightrope. Like, I'm trying to walk yeah. that fine line between the cold bitch and the open arms person because I was the cold bitch and I was very lonely being that cold hearted bitch, you know, mm. where like, where my true self was one that wanted to be open with people. But that came from a place of like abuse, like, you know, like childhood trauma, being abused. Um, you know, some like neglect, you know, so that's why I was so guarded, you know, because I was yeah. like, well, if, you know, if, if my father couldn't give me the love and support I needed, what makes me think this person would, and I'm not willing to put my guard down to find out, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like, I had, you know, childhood trauma that made me that way. But when I realized it wasn't working for me, and I was actually hurting myself, that's why little by little, like I started to become like more open, more vulnerable, more transparent. But now I'm like, I'm too open. I'm too open mm. and people don't deserve it. You know, people don't deserve right. my my access. But so now for me, I'm trying to find that fine line. Like, how do I stay open enough where it fills my cup? Because I need community. Right. And we need right. fellowship with people. So I can't completely cut the world off. But I also... I hate to, like, I don't want to be, like, judgmental in my selection either. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, and especially right now, I'm at a weird time in my life for me personally because, um, you know, I'm now a mom. And um, and I feel, too, like, with being a mom, like, I'm meeting new mommies and making friends. And then I've been making friends, like, with doing the podcast and stuff, like, new friends. And, like, making friends in adulthood is, like, super hard. Um, it's not like when we were in high school and we just like had all the periods together and we ate lunch together and we was like, boom, we're friends. It's like, it's a different journey making friends in adulthood. And I'm finding that with being so open, like I'm kind of getting burned, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I got to learn how to protect my energy because this is just not feeling right. I mean, does that, any of that make sense? (laughs) That does make a lot of sense. And I have a question for you. How do you go about setting boundaries in your life, especially with new people that you're becoming friends with? Honestly, see, it's hard. So I've recently um, had to grieve the loss of a friendship. And I talked about Mm. that in a previous episode. I was friends with someone for 10 plus years. Um, They were like a sister to me. Um, they were my sister, like I consider them family and, um, we had a falling out and ultimately it was because some of the hurtful things they said to me, they said that like my mental health had been a burden on them. And then they went on to be like, you're so like, your mental health is so fragile. Like you say you're good now, but the next day you could be bad. And like, just, just really going in on me. But it was the, the, Mm -hmm. the one sentence, your mental health has been a burden on me that like killed me, put a knife in my heart. So ever since then, I was like, I just can't get over it, like that part. And I'm like, if someone of like over a decade could feel this way towards me and say these things to me, um, someone who was my best friend, who was my sister, who was a part of my support group, 
why couldn't someone that has known me for just a couple of days or just met me or for five minutes not do the same? You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm having a hard time, like navigating through that and setting those boundaries because I'm like, at one end, I don't want to be hurt like that again. Cause I feel like anyone could do it because the last person on earth that I thought that would do that did it. So I'm Mm. like, now it's kind of like, it's like, so the analogy, like I thought about, I was like, if Beyonce could get cheated on, anyone's free game so that's how i see it i was like if my best yeah. friend of 10 plus years could drag me through the mud like that then like anyone's could, could be out here to get me like it's there's there's no limits to it you know what i'm saying so now like trying to balance that and set the boundaries like okay how much of myself do i give how little do i give should i fall back should i be open so i'm really having a hard time navigating through that so i can't really say that at mm-hmm. this point in time like i have like definite boundaries i wish i could give you a hug right now because that breaks <laughs> oh. my heart to hear that to hear that that was said to you by somebody who means so much to you in a relationship and a friendship that was such a big part of your life. And I did, li- I did listen to that episode and I saw the picture you posted. So I know who you're talking about. And I really, mm-hmm. um, my, I wish I, I, my heart really goes out to you for having to experience something like that. Um, Thank you. Cause I can't imagine how difficult that is to, to navigate and grieve that kind of a loss of a friendship. And that's something that doesn't get talked about enough is grieving the loss of friendships because that's mm-hmm. a very real, that's real shit that happens. And I feel like experiences like that and experience, you know, make it hard. Like you brought up a really good point. Like if if that friend could do that to you, if Jay-Z could cheat on Beyonce, you know, these things that we think will never happen in life. And when they actually do happen, it's like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to protect my energy after something like that? You know, mm-hmm. because if they if they could do it, then a complete stranger could do it too. Right, and it's like I, I expect it from a complete stranger. I expect it from someone that I've been friends with for just five minutes, or yeah. that I'm just starting a friendship with. I don't expect that from someone that I've been friends with since fucking 10 11 12 years old you know what i'm saying like that's it's wild to me so yeah like i really don't have definite boundaries and i think like that's my problem now like i like i'm craving friendship and i'm craving community and i'm craving that love and that care um and i'm but i'm also like guarded and Mm -hmm. and i'm also trying to navigate like who's good for me who's not good for me um like again how much do i give how much do i open myself up to how much access do i give things like that um i actually did have someone who was like it was like a relatively new friendship um and like he did burn me he did like he was you know dishonest about some things and like that's one i don't put up with fucking liars like don't do that don't fucking lie to me because I cannot stand a liar because I'm like, everyone who knows me knows that you can always come to me correct. You can always come to me 100%. Like, you don't have to fucking lie. And this person lied to me. And I was like, all right, it's over. Like, I can't be friends with someone who's a liar, you know? But I was, like, upset with myself because I was like, how did I not see that? You know? Like, mm-hmm. what I, I looked at myself like, what did I miss? You know, did I have these rose-colored glasses on and, like, did I miss all the red flags in this friendship? Did, was I just, like, so, um, 
I don't know, so desperate to be friends, to, to have a friend that I was like, um, almost like enamored with the fact that like I'm connecting with someone for like the first time in a long time. You know what I mean? So I was mm -hmm. like really upset. And like ever since that happened, I'm like, okay, he burned me. Who's next? Who's next? Cause oh. <laughs> oh. Cause, cause I'm, I'll, I'll piss now and someone finna get it. So like, I'm having a hard time. Like now I'm like, okay, I gotta set boundaries. I can't have everyone just having access to me. I can't just be nice to everyone and be open with everyone. And like now, now I feel like I need to protect myself. I need to protect my energy because not everyone deserves me. That experience is very similar. To, it's, I can see a parallel to a lot of my experiences when I, when it's come to dating. I know that your situation was just a friendship, but I see so much of that, what, what you just shared reflected in my own experiences with dating different guys and sleeping with different guys because I wanted that connection. I wanted, you know, that, intimacy that comes with a new friendship or potential of dating somebody and i look back and i'm like wow they were i allowed these people to suck the life out of me or they presented themselves one way in the beginning and then flipped the script mm. later down the line in ways that i completely was blindsided and i'm like wow i really did not expect that shit to happen and it hurts like it really hurts mm -hmm. whether whether you know it and you willingly go into the situation or they present themselves one way and then things and then they change up on you later on mm -hmm. it it fucking hurts and it's really hard to bat like i'm not even gonna say bounce back because i don't really like that phrase of bounce back anyways so i feel like when people say bounce back they don't allow um, they don't allow the space and the time to process the shit that happened to you or mm -hmm. the shit that you did right like i think that it's just so hard to recover from situations like that at times. It is, it is. And that's why like, I wanted to put out this episode because like, mm -hmm. I lost that friend and I was really upset about it because like, we were vibing, we were having a, a good old time. And then it was like a can of worm, a, a can of lies opened up. And I was like, wow, like you're, and then, and then when I confronted them, they didn't yeah. even like own up to the lie. That was the worst part. I was like, I'm telling you, you lied to me, and this is this is how I know, and you're not even gonna own up to it. Wow! Damn near gaslighting me too, and I was like, oh, this is, shame. this is no friend of mine because one, you're not gonna own up to this shit, but like you're gonna gaslight me because you got caught mm. in a lie, in a, in a in a lie, my guy. No, 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 no. Oh. So I'm trying to I'm trying to trying to figure out like. And, you know, and it's hard. It's not like people walk around with signs on their forehead, like, I'm a shitty person, I'm a liar, I'm a cheater, or, you know, like, I steal, or I'm gonna talk, I'm a gossiper. It's not like we, like, we come with these warning labels, like, fucking, like, <laughs> like you know, shit that we buy in the store, which I, I wish yeah. motherfuckers would, you know, because I would like I to know, too. like, I would, I would like to know if I'm making friends with, with, a, with a guy or a girl, like okay where's the warning label like what's going on and i and you know and that's that's for me too like i need warning labels too because i'm not for everybody you know mm -hmm. but right the difference between me and everybody else is that i keep it a hundred that's the difference you know i don't exactly. need no warning label because what you see is what you're gonna get so right when you went through that with your partners with your relationships mm -hmm. um like, what did you learn from that? Like, how did you learn, like, okay, 
this person was a liar or they hurt me in this way, they cheated, however, how, you know, whatever they did. After like going through that, like how did you come to, you know, knowing how to protect your energy from that point on? That's a really good question. So I think it was a, I think it was a number of things that came out of the, came out of those situations where I had to learn how to protect my energy. I think that I had to be I had to face the reality that no matter what, no matter how great a person is, no matter how wonderful they present themselves, we're they're a human being just like I am. So they're going to disappoint me at some point, just like I'm going to disappoint them. And my only hope is that it's that it happens in a way that isn't you know, malicious or that it isn't dishonest or something like that. But I had to just face the reality first that, okay, there's something is going to happen that I'm not going to like at some point. And that doesn't mean that I'm like walking in pessimistic and shit. It's more just like, okay, in order to protect my energy, I got to keep my head. I got to, I can't romanticize another person. Mm. That's the biggest mm. thing. I was like, I can't fucking romanticize these men because I would romanticize them because I was in such a place of pain and hurt and craving somebody better, craving intimacy, craving love, crave, because I didn't feel that in myself. I didn't feel worthy of love. I didn't feel, I didn't have good self-esteem and that's something I still work on every day. And so I was looking for another person to fill a lot of those voids, not realizing that I was seeking out people who weren't good for me. And I didn't realize they weren't good for me until it was too late, until shit was already hitting the fan. And I'm like, damn, okay, what can I do to make, what can I do to seek out somebody better next time? Not seek out somebody perfect, but, you know, if I'm, I'm starting to look and see, there's like a common thread to all these men. Like there's common shit that keeps happening with all these different, all it's different men, but the same shit's happening. Like how the fuck does that work? It's because there's some things I needed to work on too. And so being able to just keep my keep to keep my head above water, keep my feet on the ground, stay realistic with shit was helpful. Um, and then protecting my energy when it came to those situations was also a big piece of, okay, what could I do on my own to protect my energy just in general on a daily basis, whether it's not when it's not attached to somebody, when, it, when it's not attached to a friend or to a guy. And I was like, okay, taking protecting my energy means I got to take responsibility and I got to take my meds every day. I need to get my, I need to feed myself. I need to make sure I'm drinking water. I need to make sure I'm doing those like basic things that I know are going to be good for my well-being, even as tough as it is some days, I still got to make, I got to try. I got to mm -hmm. try and do it. I got to put some effort into it. Even if it's, even if that's all I do that day, I got to, I got to try and do it because I was like, I can't protect my energy against other people if I'm doing things that are detrimental to myself. Like I think about mm -hmm. when I was abusing out when I was abusing alcohol, thinking that that was gonna. I was drinking alcohol to self medicate because I was in so much pain and I was so hurt and had so traumatized by things that I've been through in my life, and I wanted it to go away. And I always thought, okay, maybe if, if I drink, then I can just feel numb. Like I don't want to feel anything right now. I just want to feel numb. I don't want to feel the pain. I don't want to feel the hurt. So I'm just gonna drink. And, you know, that I thought that was working, but eventually it made my life a living hell. And I just felt like I could not get out of it. And so when I made the decision to stop drinking and to pursue a life of sobriety, that was also protecting my energy because I was like, okay, I can't keep relying on a substance to help 
try to solve my problems when it's my when I can see that it's creating more problems. Um, and that was something that didn't happen until it was almost until, you know, I was I got out of the hospital. Like I made the decision to get sober when I was in the hospital. And so it took something very traumatic to happen for me to make a change. But I'm glad that I did because that protected me in a lot of ways that I can't even imagine what my life would look like now if I was still drinking. You know what I mean? So it took mm -hmm. it was like when I mentioned in the beginning that it's fucking hard work to protect your energy, like it really is because it's like it wasn't just one thing that I started to do after those situations with those guys. It was like a lot of shit that I had to do and still have to do. And I'm like, damn, can I just do I get PTO from this? Can I just <laughs> can, can, do I get a day off that I could still be OK, but not have to do any of the work? Like, my gosh. I like what you mentioned earlier, like being realistic. And I think when you said that, like for me, like something went off and like clicked in my head. And I think like what you just said was helpful for me with mm. protecting my energy with um, like letting people have access to me, be your friends, yeah. family too. Cause we know family be stressing us the fuck out. Okay. Yes. Especially this <laughs> Yes, with the holidays coming up, family be stressful. Um, and I think what you said, being realistic, like like that clicked for me. I'm like, you know what? I never thought of it like that. Like, and you, so like for me, it's not so much like romanticizing, but it's like I have like these mm -hmm. expectations. I get, I guess, because like I have, mm -hmm. their expectations that I live up to. Like I'm honest, yeah. I'm true, I'm this and that. So I'm like, if I'm like this, everyone should be like this, right? But the reality is not everyone's going to have the same heart as me, right? So, right. like, that was really important for me hearing you say that. Like, I said to myself, damn, Ashley, that's right. Like, you have to be realistic. Like, people will be out here to get you. People will be out here to hurt you. Be it family, be it friends, fucking strangers. It could be anybody, coworkers. And I just have to be realistic. Like, not pessimistic, like you said. Like, all right, I could still go in, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt. I don't have to like out the mm -hmm. gate be like, nope, everybody ain't shit. But I also have to be realistic. Like it can happen. Like someone can lie to me. Someone can betray me. Someone can hurt me. And I just have to be as ready for that as possible. Cause I feel like being, re being realistic kind of readies you for that. Um, yeah. Yes. So I appreciate that. And I think I'm definitely going to take that away. Like from this point forward, like I'm just going to be realistic with all my relationships, like friends, family, partner, like all of that. Mm. Um, and then when you was mentioning how you was using alcohol and like you had to, you know, become sober to protect your energy. I actually, so I'll share a quick story. So, you know, I share with you that I stopped drinking and I recently stopped drinking. Oh, probably, probably around last summer too. Um, it didn't happen like right away. I didn't do a cold Turkey, but I used to drink in uh, social situations because I would get social anxiety thinking like, Oh, people don't want me here. They think I'm annoying or they're, they're looking at me. They're thinking this about me. Like I would just get, like, I would just think like people are thinking the worst of me. Right. So, mm -hmm. and, and I would drink to like, try to like drown that out, but it always made it worse. It made me even more anxious. Right. And then people yes. would be like, girl, you said X, Y, Z, like you was out of pocket. And I was like, I said, what? 
<laughs> you know, so like it was also embarrassing. So around last summer, I I was invited. Um, I remember it was like it was September, and I think it was around Labor Day, um, or mo- yeah, Labor Day, and I was invited to like a little kickback. It was my friend's friend's place. And I know this person, like I've been to their house before, but I haven't been, to, I haven't seen them in a while. And I went and I already had anxiety about going because I was actually leaving the house for the first time um, in the pandemic. I was leaving my baby for the first time. So I was, I was really scared. Like, and my partner was like, it's okay. Like, she'll be fine. I'm like, no, my baby. So whatever I went and uh, like, I, I got dressed up. I was feeling cute. So I was, I was, you know, trying to, trying to get out of the house and go have some fun with some girls. Um, but when I got there, anxiety was on the 10. And then some of the people that were there didn't make it better because um, it was like my social anxiety actually came true. There was actually some people at the party that were mistreating me and like picking on me basically. Um, and they thought they was being funny, but they were actually being hurtful. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, I got drunk. I wasn't planning on getting drunk. Cause I wanted to go home to my baby, got drunk, had to sleep there. And then, um, then I found out from my friend, like, oh yeah, you said this and you did that. And you were kind of like mean to me and aggressive. And I explained to her, like, listen, the reason why I drank so much was because your friend's were being mean to me like they were picking on me and saying xyz and i already had anxiety going there then they made my anxiety worse da, da, da. And it was like this big thing and then after that like i was like you know what i'm done like i'm done using alcohol to cope with my social anxiety like so how i protect my energy like i if i get invited somewhere and i have a bad feeling about it like i'm not going to be comfortable there or some of the people like there are not going to make me feel comfortable or they might mistreat me i just don't go like i'm not going to go somewhere to appease other people because again like i'm a people pleaser and that's something that i'm working on so like if a friend invites me somewhere but i know that they're inviting people that i don't feel comfortable with or i know that there are people that don't like me and don't treat me well i'm not gonna go and if that friend gets upset at me for not attending that or or family member um too bad because i have to protect my energy i'm not going to disrespect my energy just to make you happy you know and I'm also not going to go on, like, disrespect myself, go put myself in a situation where I already feel uncomfortable, and then furthermore, um, you know, disrespect my energy by drinking, because now I don't know how to cope with all of this. So I stopped drinking, and I started saying no more. That is so fucking powerful. Something that stuck out to me when you said, the last line when you said, I'm not going to disrespect my energy to make other people happy. And I'm not going to disrespect my energy, period. Like, I I love that. And I'm so proud of you for recognizing that and making the choice to stop using alcohol to cope with your social anxiety when you realize that it had gotten to a point um, that was becoming harmful to you. And I'm glad that you made the decision to stop using it because you could have completely, you could have definitely just gone the other direction and said, you know what? fuck this shit, I'm still going to use it, I don't care, whatever, but it takes it takes a certain level of love for yourself and respect for yourself to realize when some shit like that is not working and deciding to stop using it um, to cope with things and disrespect I just can I'm that that is my takeaway line from this from this podcast is I'm not going to disrespect my energy because I feel like because I'm a people pleaser too and I feel like it's so it can be easy to do that 
because you don't want to rock the boat or you don't want to make other people uncomfortable or you want to please other people and, and see them happy. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if I don't respect my energy, no one else is going to respect it either. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Like, and, I, yeah, go ahead. And if I don't respect my energy, that teaches other people that they don't have to respect it either. And mm. that's not okay. Yes. Take us to church. Hallelujah. Yes. And absolutely. People will only do what you allow them to do. And that right there is protecting your energy. Like you have to set the groundwork for, okay, what am I going to allow? What am I not going to allow? And in that situation, I said, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to continue putting myself in situations that make me uncomfortable. Like, you know, like if someone invites me to somewhere or asks me to go do something with them that I know makes me uncomfortable or not even like makes me uncomfortable, it's going to be mentally draining or, I it's I'm not gonna enjoy it. If 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 I'm not a hundred percent in it, I say no. I say more. I say no more now. And it's like I don't give a fuck who doesn't like it. I don't. I don't care if my mom's like, oh, we really missed you there. We wanted you to be there, or you know, friends are like, oh, why didn't you come out? You missed up. Too bad. You know, because guess what? I have more fun staying at home in peace, okay, being cool, calm, and collected than having my fucking anxiety level on 100 inside, like, going crazy, and then over here itching to have a drink or something so I could, quote-unquote, calm myself down, but really end up making it worse. Like, no, I'm just, I'm not doing that no more. Yes. Yes. Especially because it takes so, when you as someone who also deals with anxiety, it drains the, it drains so much energy out of you. And it I feel does. like protecting our energy means how do we have to find ways to give ourselves energy. And what does that mean? That means not putting ourselves in situations that are that we know are gonna make it worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um and I also like that you mentioned like protecting your energy means only also doing the things for yourself like you mentioned like taking your meds and you know showering eating staying hydrated mm-hmm. i think that that is hard that is that is hard mm-hmm. you know it's not it is so hard when you're dealing with any type, type of mental illness to just get out of bed every day you know mm-hmm. like you got you're gonna you have those days where you just want to stay just recently i was like that i was like i don't want to fucking go nowhere i don't want to go to work i don't want to talk to nobody like i didn't want to shower i didn't want to eat but i said to myself i know that's not good i know that's not good that's not good for my energy that's just gonna make it worse mm-hmm. you know so getting out of bed and doing that maintenance for yourself you know taking your meds hydrating eating well and you know what i'm scratch that eating just eating period because even if that day you was you didn't want to eat and all you ate that day was a fucking donut bravo bravo yes because you ate something and i love (laughs) and i feel like i feel like it's so important to celebrate these little wins because these little wins are the, like they add up to the big ones, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, one of my best friends, she, uh, she and I decided to be accountability partners because when I started becoming, just like how you mentioned earlier, when you started becoming more open um, and transparent about your mental health journey, I did as well. And one of my friends was she started opening up to me more about her mental health struggles and different things, and we decided to become accountability partners for each other. So we text each other pretty much every day. And like it's a quick little check-in. Like, you know that song Tap In by Sweetie? Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, hey girl, tap in. And th <laughs> that's our code for like, hey, did you take your meds today? Did you, what did you, what did you eat? Like, not did you eat, like, did you eat? What did you eat? Um, you know, we always check in with those little questions with, with each other, just to, just to let each other know that you're not alone and that there's no judgment that like, hey, it might be noon and she might be like, hey, I didn't take my meds yet. Or I might say the same thing like, hey, oh, I didn't eat enough yet. I gotta eat some more Then I'm gonna take them. But I do plan to do these things. Or like, hey, look, I made my bed. I cleaned up my room finally. Like I'm starting to feel a little better. Open up the window or, or I went outside for a walk and it's nice out. Like we just talk about these little things. And I think it's so important to have somebody in your life who can be that, be that for you. Because sometimes it's hard to hold ourselves accountable when we have when our mental health gets mm -hmm. the best of us. Do you ever feel that way? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I never thought of this, but accountability is a way to protect your energy, not just like keeping mm -hmm. yourself accountable, like talking with yourself, but yes, having that person that will keep you accountable. And I think what's the great thing about what you and your friend have, like you guys are doing it with love, with love and it's gentle. It's not like you guys are down each other's throats. Like, did you take your meds? What are you doing? No, no, no. Like you guys are gentle with it. You're loving because you both know that you're on your own journey and you both are doing your best to protect your energies. And accountability is, and you know, a real friend will keep you accountable you know and yes. a real friend will do it with love and respect too um yeah and i it, it's not it's not yeah it's not always easy for me to like be real with myself like hey i you know like for for example like right now i'm in a depressive episode i knew that it was coming up i it's like it's like a like when I'm have when I'm coming up to a depressive episode, it's like the roller coaster that's coming up towards the hill, right? Like slowly, yes. slowly, little by little. And I knew it was coming, you know, because my last uh, trauma therapy session was hard, and like from that point forward, little by little, it was creeping up on me, and I did nothing about it. Okay, I totally ignored it. I didn't talk about it with anyone. I didn't use any of my resources. I still continued my meds and I still okay. showed up for work, shower and all that. But I did not tap into any of my resources, anyone from my support system. I didn't verbalize what I was going through. And then next thing you know, I'm fucking in tears. And, and then I can't figure out why. And then I'm like, yep, I know why. I didn't check in with myself. I didn't keep myself accountable. Mm. And I didn't think I didn't do the things that I needed to do to stay mentally healthy. So yes, mm. it's very key to have at least one person in your life to do that. Because like you said earlier in the show, your mental health journey, it takes a village. And but it also takes you tapping into that village because yeah, they're gonna be there for you, but like people are not mind readers as well. So I was like, I should have reached out. I should have said something to anyone, you know, and I should have, I should have did more for myself too, you know, like should have went to the gym, probably should have ate better, um, should have got more sleep, but I didn't do any of those things because, you know, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I don't. And I, and at that, and I wasn't protecting my energy by ignoring all that. You brought a really good point of protecting your energy is tapping into your resources and, and tapping into that village. And that is so that is so important. And I feel like, you know, it's hard to do that sometimes because it's hard to ask. Sometimes, at least for me, I know sometimes it's hard to ask for help or it's hard to know what to ask for when I need help. Because sometimes mm -hmm. I just be wanting to wave, wave a flag in the air and say, yo, I need something, but I can't 
articulate what it is I need or I just want this feeling to go away like that's the help mm -hmm. that I need but I don't know how to make that happen or I, I don't want to wait it out but um I'm thankful I'm very thankful to have that village I'm very thankful to have that friend and and thankful to have friends that are that show up for me in different ways you know I have that friend who I can talk to every day I have the friend I can text or call at two o'clock in the morning because I know she's gonna she'll be she'll be wide awake doing other things and but she all she blatantly told me if you need me late at night you call me or you text me because I'm up anyways and if you need me I'm there for you then I have friends who I know I can't call at 2 a.m but they can show up and be there in other ways and so having having those things, having a therapist, having medication, having resources and access to food and, you know, a, pl a place to come home to that's safe and healthy that I can sleep at at night. They're all, those are blessings that I don't take for granted because I know people are out there struggling who don't have those resources or don't have a support network. And I think that being able to have, especially people and community, because you mentioned community and having, that we need fellowship with other people I think that being able to have people that show up for you, at least for me, inspires me to show up for myself because I'm not, mm. I'm, I'm like, okay, if these people can be there when I need them, then how can I be there for myself when I need me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely, I would say, protecting your energy definitely requires you to tap into your resources because that's what they're there for. Right. And yes. And I also think protecting your energy, I would say protecting your energy, I feel like we, we, we talked a lot about like protecting our, our energy like from other people and like other people mm -hmm. like getting into us. But I think protecting yeah. our energy also means like, I think I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the words here. Uh, have like looking into ourselves right and yeah. and looking at what what can what can we do better what can we improve on or or what do we have to to eliminate like be it that that negative self-talk that's something that i'm mm -hmm. horrible at i just talked with my therapist today about it and i'm like i'm working on it mandy but it's so hard because i think i ain't shit um mm -hmm. but when i do that negative self self-talk I'm destroying my energy by doing that, you know, mm, and that, yeah. and that's something I'm doing to myself. Nobody else is doing that to me. I'm doing that to myself, you know, or even if it's like, like not getting, not getting enough sleep, you know, like if I'm not taking my medication at a timely manner and making sure I'm getting eight hours of sleep, like what am I doing to myself? You know, like mm -hmm. I'm destroying my energy, you know, or mm -hmm. even like when you put too much on your plate, you know, like yes. me personally, I work in the, in, in the mental health field, but I, I also volunteer for the crisis sex line and I want to do it all. Like I want to help my individuals in care at the hospital and I want to log on to the platform and support people in crisis, but it's like, if I'm putting so much on my plate, that's not protecting my energy. I'm destroying my energy because like I'm being, you know, wiped out by constantly, you know, connecting with people, helping people through their crises and through their mental health um, issues. But now what I'm, look what I'm doing to myself, you know, I'm depleting my energy. I'm destroying my energy because I'm putting too much on myself. 
you know so i think protecting our energy is also those those things like talking better to ourselves you know making sure we're not putting too much on our plate because we're not Superman. We can't do it all, even though we want to do it all. And unfortunately, there's only 24 hours in a day, but there's always going to be another day to do it. Right. And making right. sure that we rest, like not just rest, like physically, but also rest mentally, emotionally and spiritually, whether it's like doing some meditation or just sitting in a quiet room or like for me, it's like watching a comfort show, you know, like that's how like I like to reset my brain. Like when I'm feeling drained from like the constant interaction with people or all the things that I put on my plate that I knew damn well wouldn't fit on my plate, but I took it on anyways. Like at least like I'm finding a way to like reset and try to replenish my energy, you know? I'm sitting here. I feel like I'm I was sitting here just rejoicing in everything that you said because it is, I agree <laughs> so much. I'm over here like, preach this, preach, 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 because I, I agree. I really agree that protecting our energy comes from taking care of ourselves and knowing, like you said earlier, I'm not going to disrespect, I, I, I stopped disrespecting my energy and started saying no and not, and resting put not putting too much on our plate saying no you know and looking at those things that are inside of us that we need to work on personally and starting to and doing the work to to tackle them because i know for me like i talked to my therapist and she pointed out some things like when it comes like perfectionism mm. i have an all or nothing i have an all or nothing mentality and, and similar to you i have a tendency to also put too much on my plate at times knowing damn well it's not going to fit but i want to i feel like i can conquer it and i want to do it all and a good friend of mine said to me many years ago we were talking and i asked him um some career advice and i said what like when you were at your stage of your career that i am right now what helped you get you navigate it and he said realizing that i don't have to be a plus at everything every single day all the time he said there are certain times when it's okay to be a B or even a C because you can't be a hundred percent and you can't do everything at optimal performance 24 seven. Like mm. you need times to rest and some things are not as big of a priority as we think they are and are as we create them to be. And he's like certain things like, what can you be like? And I think about that all the time, especially on days when my mental health is really depleted or it's really getting the best of me. I think, okay, what do I need to be an A plus at today? And sometimes being an A plus is getting is just getting out of that bed and not staying in there all day long. Sometimes that A is taking that shower or getting or eating something. And then I'm like, okay, the rest of the day can be whatever I whatever else I have to do today can be a B. And that's okay, because it'll get done. And um there was something else. Another friend of mine gave me some good a good nugget of wisdom, and I thought about this too. She was like, give yourself permission to restart your day as many times as you need to oh i love I that i when i love it too and when i heard that it changed the game for me and it was like okay i can protect my energy by knowing that okay if the morning what if it was a rough morning or if the day took a strange turn throughout the day i can take i can pause and just take that take those couple of deep breaths and say you know what 
I'm going to restart my day. Even And me and my friend who texts, hold each other accountable. Some days I would text her, I'd be like, it's 2 p.m. And I, I just had to restart my day like five times today. But I'm still here and I'm still going to protect my energy by doing that. I'm going to protect my energy by addressing those um, shortcomings that I have within myself and, and work on them. I'm going to protect my energy by saying no. I'm going to respect my energy by saying no. Mm. You know, you just dropped some knowledge for me right there because I'm the type of person, like, if, like, in the, like, in the beginning of my day, like, if something fucks mm -hmm. it up, the whole day's fucked up. And I'm in a bad mm -hmm. mood all day. I'm upset and I can't let it go. And you said you saying what your friend told you, how, take how, however many times you need to restart your day. I am going to start living like that because I'm tired of wasting my energy on something that happened in the morning and now it's fucking 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. and I'm still tight about it and I'm still letting right. it affect me. And I realized too, like, if I, when I don't let shit go, like the day just gets worse, like more fucked up shit starts happening. It's like a domino effect. And I'm mm -hmm. like, ah, I can't get a break. <laughs> you know, yes. like, maybe if I chill the fuck out and just like take a pause and be like, okay, restarting. Oh, okay. We're gonna let it go, and we're gonna act like that was yesterday. And now we're gonna restart yeah. the day now at three p.m. And if I move forward like that, then maybe stuff wouldn't be so bad. And then I don't have to keep wasting my energy on what happened at seven o'clock in the morning. I really, really, really love that shot. I really do. Yes, and I'm glad. I'm glad that that was valuable to you because it was so valuable to me when I first heard it. And it's something that I think about. And she told me that probably a year or two ago. And it's something I think about often. Um, and the whole A, the A and B and C thing, I think about that a lot too, because I'm like, I think sometimes we, at least for me, sometimes I feel like if I can't conquer it all, or I can't get it all done in one day, or if I do something and it's not, you know, a hundred percent to whatever my standards were or my, what my expectations were, then I failed. Mm -hmm. But then you think, but you think about it and you put it into this context, like if you got a B on, a, on an assignment in college, you didn't fail. Even if you got a C, even if you got a fucking D on that shit, you still pass. <laughs> like, you hello, pass. hello, they still pass you. So and my friend who holds me, who we hold each other accountable, like, I, I hope that she listens to this episode because she has been so valuable to protecting energy. She said one time out of like, I was telling her girl, I was like, I had, I did the bare minimum today. Like, and she, you know what she said to me, Ashley? Why? She, she was like, the bare minimum means it got done. And that's all that matters. Hello. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, you're fucking right. It got done. So now I can move on with the day, you know, and that's, and that's okay. Sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah, that's true. You, when you mentioned like the analogy, like, oh, in college, like if you got to be on a test, honey, I started laughing, like, <laughs> because <laughs> we, you, you know, we, you and I, we didn't graduate the same year we were supposed to, but then like you, my mom, she had cancer. I stood back, all that mm -hmm. stuff. And then when I came back to school, I remember fucking the end of spring semester it was finals 2016 and i know someone took a video i remember someone recording me recording this and it was me and some other girl and i was like making a c with my hands and i was throwing uh -huh. it was like c's get degrees c's get degrees fuck those a's <laughs> fuck those b's because c's get degrees <laughs> <laughs> 
because I was like Summer Walker over it. I was like, no, bitch. I'm, I fuck these A's, fuck these B's. Like, I don't want to hear no shit about D's list. Like, if I C's, whatever. Like, jobs are not going to be like, oh, my God, did you a 4.0? Like, suck my dick. Hire me, okay? Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, But it is so true. And I think that so often a lot of people that i know that i'm close with have we sh- we collectively struggle with perfectionism and living up to high because a lot of people that i've flo- that i that i am tight with we have high expectations of ourselves and so mm-hmm. we have high expectations of other people and we have high expectations of ourselves to to perform and to and to conquer and do it all and it's like you said earlier like in reality if even if you don't get it all done in one day there's still another day there's still mm. another day and I think respecting our energy means, and protecting our energy means we have to give ourselves grace. And ah, that we, you took the words out of my heart. mouth. Yes, 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 yes. We gotta give ourselves grace. We gotta give gotta, our- because we're because because we're human. Like for me, I I be giving everybody mm-hmm. the grace. I'm like, here, you get some grace. You get some grace. You get. I'm like, oh, for <laughs> with the damn grace. But I don't be giving. <laughs> we give it myself great and, be, and, that, and that's not protecting my energy and my therapist my therapist she'd be keeping me in check she's like i'm sure if she if, if it was professional she'd be like bitch stop talking to yourself negatively give yourself some motherfucking grace like stop playing because i know she's tired of me i'm trying man but no, but for real though, yeah, give, giving yourself grace is key. And, and, and giving yourself grace is, is looking at yourself and saying, it's okay. And it's okay to not be okay, right? Like like right. you said, we don't have to be perfect. And being perfect means like we don't have to be smiley 24-7. We don't have to always have our shit together. We don't have to accomplish fucking taking over the world in a day. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Tomorrow's another day. You know, rest up and do it again. Do it again. Yes. And you keep on going. You know, and that's definitely protecting your energy, like giving yourself grace and telling yourself, like, it's okay. It's okay. Bare minimum. It's just fine. Just like like over exceeding expectations is great. It's just okay too. Like it's all okay. It's all good. Yes. Because we are not on a stage. We are not getting paid to perform. We are not Beyonce at Coachella. Like we don't have to <laughs> always, it is okay to, sometimes our best foot that we put forward is going to look different because think about it. We don't wear the same shoe every day. So the foot that we put forward every day is not always going to be the same. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to be the top high end, beautiful one. And sometimes it's the croc, but the shoe, <laughs> the foot still gets put. <laughs> Because I'm sitting here wearing Crocs with fur in them right now. Um, and, oh, my know. gosh. <laughs> Sometimes it's going to be, you know, your your Louis Vuittons or or your Manola Bernard. Like, it's going to be it's gonna be some nice stilettos. And sometimes it's going to be some fur-lined Crocs. And fur-lined Crocs are okay, too. <laughs> That's it. And, and it comes back to what you said, like, 
we gotta when we give we gotta give ourselves grace to protect our own energy because it's easy to give it to other people it's easy to give other people the benefit of the doubt but we gotta do that to ourselves too because we Mm -hmm. deserve that we do we do we do um we give so much to others that we don't and that we don't give to ourselves and i think it goes back to the whole analogy like we can't pour from an empty cup so it's like we we have to be responsible to fill that cup because no one else is going to do it for us and filling that cup means protecting our energies and it's like yes of course like it's great that we have people that are also willing to protect our energy and respect our energies but mm-hmm. we first and foremost have to do that for ourselves and like it goes back to like like we said earlier doing the the things that we need to be healthy taking our meds going to therapy waking up mm-hmm. showering eating hydrating you know and tapping into those resources tapping into that village and of course and i think too the uh, another takeaway is like learning from our lessons because mm. disrespecting your energy is doing the same stupid shit over and over again and not learning your lesson like like that's insanity you know yes if if you keep going back to the same type of people or the same person or the same family members that keep breaking your heart doing you wrong disrespecting you and you haven't learned your lesson you are destroying your energy you are disrespecting your energy okay and no one's putting a gun to your head saying you got to go back to these people you got to be friends with the people you don't even gotta be family because honey i'll I'll tell you i've cut off family okay i've cut off my whole father okay so you Mm -hmm. could cut off family too so like no one's putting a gun to your head that you have to keep these connections with these people so you know you also have to protect your energy by you know stopping those vicious cycles of going back to those type of people or or those same people keeping those people in your life like we have to learn from our lessons as well we can't be like oh they're disrespecting my energy okay but how are you disrespecting your energy by keeping these type of folks in your life honey yes literally when you said that i thought about my whole my whole dating experience and i was pursuing the same type of person over and over and over again and not realizing until i started talking about it with my therapist and so i started doing some deeper inner work to talk about okay why am i in this cycle why am i choosing the same type of person what do i feel i'm lacking that i'm trying to find in another person and how can i break the fucking cycle because i was like I have nobody else to blame but myself. And it made me, I got to a point where actually I got very, I was very bitter. I was very, very bitter, very hurt. And I wanted to point the finger at every single man and say, you did this, you did this, you you did this. And like, sure, I guess they did some things that were hurtful to me that that I didn't deserve. But I also wasn't being realistic like i said earlier in the beginning of the show i wasn't being realistic enough with myself i was romanticizing i was not paying attention to red flags i was putting myself in situations that i had a feeling of how it was going to end and it sure ended the same way like there were things that even though there were things that were out of my control that i didn't deserve to happen there were also parts that were in my control that could have led to a different outcome if i had done some things differently Mm-hmm. And so, and learning that was a tough pill to swallow because it's easy to point the finger. It's easy to put the blame on somebody else. It's easy to be, it's easy to be bitter. Like it's very, very easy to be bitter, but to choose healing and to choose and to protect your energy is hard work because 
you got to reframe your entire way of thinking and your and your way of behaving um mm. and it and it's fucking it's hard work but it's definitely worth it and i so i agree with what you said about you know if we're doing the same same old shit and expecting something different to happen that is disrespectful to our energy completely absolutely absolutely and i and i learned i learned that in past relationships like like you said i kept going back to the same type of man putting up with the same type of bullshit and i had to own and like it goes back to accountability i had to look at myself and say why you keep doing this why you keep choosing these people why you keep letting these people break your heart because again it goes it also goes back to what we said earlier you only you allow what people people will do only what you allow them to do and i was allowing relationship after relationship to mistreat me misuse me hurt me all that stuff of course there were some things that were out of my control that happened that and there was some shit that i would have never predicted to happen but again there was there was like you said there was a repeat of like the type of men i was choosing right mm -hmm. so i had to stop and i had to check myself and i had to be like if i want a different result if i want a good man if i want a partner a future husband someone to build a home with to have a child with and i want all of that i need to pick a different type of man i like i can't keep um messing with these ancient dudes like that's just not the vibe like we gotta stop you know so i learned from my lesson and, and I and I changed my behavior and I and I changed um like my, my whole dating ways and all that, you know, um, and and even like outside of dating, like other like there are other lessons that I've learned, like even with relationships with coworkers, you know, mm -hmm. like you know you wanna you wanna be friendly, you but you also have to be professional. And I and I changed like how much you know people have access to me and how much I say yes, yes, yes. Like, oh yes, I'll pick up overtime mm -hmm. or yes, I'll work shift, da, 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 you know, and I kept getting burnt and I realized why do I keep going through this? Okay, this is what I'm doing and this is the result. So I gotta change, you know. So yes. yeah, your energy is definitely learning from your lessons. Like stop pointing the the finger at people, stop saying that people are, you know, taking your energy away, disrespecting you, X, Y, Z, because it's like if you keep doing the same shit over and over again, what do you expect? You got to cut it out. You got to break that cycle. Mm -hmm. You have you have to right. change. And protecting your energy is like it's also accepting that, like accepting, okay, this happened, but it ain't gonna happen again. We're gonna learn from our lesson and we have to change. We have to change for the better. Like like mm -hmm. protecting your energy is also like accepting change, you know, and accepting growth. Yes. Because too many people are, are, you know, be stuck in their old ways or they wanna keep doing the same shit over and over again. And then they wonder why they're not in, you know, a certain place of life that they're at or why they keep being surrounded by, you know, the wrong people. And it's like, well, you're not, you're not allowing yourself to grow, you know, and in growth, we know that along the way, we lose people. And, but sometimes losing those people are good because those are the people that are preventing us from growing. So letting ourselves grow, letting ourselves grow and bloom and lose people along the way that are not good for us. That's protecting our energy too. Yes, because we've got to evolve. And some people are meant for certain chapters of our lives and other people mm -hmm. are not. And that's mm -hmm. okay. And I feel like something something else that when you were when you mentioned access again, something came up in my head. And I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta mention this while we're on the show, is redefining what access looks like. 
to you mm-hmm. and how and how you want to be accessed. And I learned this from another friend of mine, something that she asked me as I was talking to her one morning and I said, yeah, I'm having a rough morning. And she said, how can I support you? How can I be there for you? And just that simple question was so helpful and it opened the door for me to share how I wanted to be accessed. Mm. And it also allowed her the opportunity to share how to share with me how she is available to be accessed. Like she's available to support me and I can say, hey, I need someone to vent to, or I just need some encouraging words, or I need you to send me a fucking ratchet ass song that I can shake my ass to and forget <laughs> about what happened this morning. Like, give me something. So I think that in friendships, especially with our with people that friendships, you know, family members, people that we consider part of our support network, I think that being able to have those honest conversations about you know how can i show up for you or what support look like for you or vice versa and how what does access look like to you because it's going to be different with every person i think can be such a defining moment in a friendship because it gives both people the opportunity to, to say here's how i'm available to be there for you and here's how i'm not available to be there for you because of x y and z and then it gives the opportunity to share that too which i think is a really beautiful way to be vulnerable with another person that you could that you care about and also and be honest and be like yo i can't be that friend that you call at two o'clock in the morning anymore however here's how i can be there for you or hey i'm really struggling and i need this is this something that you're able to to provide and i think it's hard when that person says no but then it allows you to be able to say okay well where else can i find this that i'm needing you know Mm. absolutely absolutely and you know and I, I love really love that you mentioned that because that's something that I'm going to keep in the back of my mind like as I continue like navigating through making friends and future friendships like I'm going to remember that like okay how do I want to be accessed and how do I want to communicate like m- like what I need and making sure that like that they're available and they have the capacity mm-hmm. to do so because um, it's a two-way street, right? I can't just like word vomit right. all over someone, um, especially if they're not in a headspace to like, to deal with that right now or to, you know, take all that in, you know, and I don't want to, depl- I don't want to disrespect their energy, right? Like I, they, they, I, I got to protect my energy, but they got to do the same too. Right. And I think that's a gr- yeah. like what you said is a great example of that. Like, yeah, you got to protect your energy and you have to take care of yourself. But other there's other people around us that are doing the same thing. Yes. And that's something my roommate is really my roommate is mine. Like, we've been friends for nearly 10 years. And it's really when you're living with someone that you're super close to that's a friend because you see each other in a very more natural way throughout the course of living together, you know, you see sides that you don't normally see getting together for coffee or drink or something to eat or whatever. And I remember very distinctly a couple of weeks ago, um, she was going through a rough time and she reached out, she texted me and it was like, hey, are you in a headspace to be able to listen to me kind of talk about some mental health struggles that I'm having? And just her simply asking question was such a beautiful, which it was such a sign of love and respect. And it was great that she was willing to ask that because she was willing to say, I'm, I'm going through something, I need help. Are you able to, to be there for me in this way? 
And at that time, mm-hmm. I was able to be there for her because my cup had been full. I had been protecting my energy that there. But the fact that she had the consideration to ask me that question was so incredible because had my cup been empty, I would have been able to say, no, I'm not able to be there for you because of X, Y, and Z, or just no, I'm not gonna be able to be there for you right now. Versus if I, if she had come, come if she had come home from, from uh, versus if she had come home that day and I said, hey, how are you? And she went right into like word vomiting everything that would have gave me, if my cup, whether my cup was empty, full, halfway, mm-hmm. I had taken a sip out of my cup, whatever, there would have been no way for me to like protect my energy because I wouldn't have had that consideration and I would never want to put somebody else in that kind of situation either. So I think, like you said, protecting our energy and respecting other people's energy is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you telling that that story with you and your roommate, like that's going to be a big takeaway from people, you know, because I feel like, um, especially in the world that we live, like we have such quick access to everything just in general that we expect to have mm-hmm. that same type of quick access to people. And it's important. It's important to ask, mm-hmm. you know, like, are you in a good place where I could talk to you about something heavy or that mm-hmm. I could just vent to you? Or I could just bitch to you. Like we have to right. ask those things because we're all going through something every day and we're we're all carrying you know we we all got baggage that we got to carry some of us you know got just like you know a little shoulder bag and some of us got a whole ass Mm -hmm. suitcase you know so we can't just be word vomiting on people like busting into the house and like oh my god (laughs) like can you believe and it's like and here you are like dealing with your own shit like you just got to get therapy mm-hmm. session and address some trauma and now shit is heavy for you. You know what I'm saying? I really like that. I, I recently did that. I did something similar with my partner um, last week when I had therapy, uh, when I had my trauma therapy. It um, it was heavy. It was, And I needed someone to talk to after that. So and I asked him, I said, are you in a good place right now for me to talk to you about what happened in trauma therapy today? And because I, he deals with his own depression and his anxiety, you know, and he has his own therapist, he takes his meds. So it's like, I know that you got your own struggles too. You know, he has his own stressors with job and uh, with job and everything. So I was, I had to check in. I couldn't just automatically just be like, oh my God, can you believe? I was like, I got to make sure he's okay. And also not just that, but like, this is someone that loves and cares about me. So I don't want what I have to say to, like, negatively impact them. Like, I don't want them to be angry with, with, I'm sh- with what I'm sharing because, like, they see that I'm hurt. Or I don't, and I don't want them to be sad for me either, you know? Like, I don't want to affect them emotionally. So, yeah, I think checking in with people um, and making sure that we have proper access to each other, um is key you know i really like that communication uh and i hope other people start doing more of that because again like i said like we're we're in a world where like we have access to everything at the at the Mm -hmm. tip of our finger we expect everything to be quick and easy and it's like but we're humans we're not we're not phones we're not computers we're not technology and it's like humans don't operate like that you you can't just quickly have access to whoever you want you can't and 
you can't have access to, to whoever you want, whenever you want. It just doesn't work mm -hmm. that way. And I have to add this other part in too, because this is something else that my roommate is really good at, is she will always ask whenever somebody um, comes to her with something, she will always ask, do you want to vent? You want me to just, do you want me to listen to you or do you want advice? Mm. And I think that also shows a sign of respect for somebody else's energy, because I think that as friends, when we're faced with adversity, whether it's our own or whether it's somebody else's, our natural inclination is to want to solve it, to want to fix it, to want the uncomfortable feelings to go away and to want to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's sometimes that's not what a person needs. Sometimes that's disrespecting their energy to just start giving them advice or telling them, well, you should do this or have you thought about I just need somebody to listen to them. And sometimes people don't know or how to articulate or they choose not to or whatever to say that I just need to vent or I just need to get this off my chest or I just need somebody to listen to me. So I think that, you know, and, and as we're clarifying what type of access people need from us and what kind of access we need from them, also talking about, you know, do you need to vent or, hey, I really just need somebody to let me for, for a hot minute, that's it. And especially the people you live with, because I feel like, you know, you come home from a long day, whether it's from work, whether it's from doing other things, you come home and that's the place where you want to let everything out. And home is the place where you should be able to let everything out. But especially if you live with, whether it's a roommate or a partner, taking that minute to just ask them, you know, to check in with them, like you mentioned, I think is so critical, especially because you don't want home to be a place where energy is, is disrespected or where energy is not, you know, treated, treated well. Absolutely. It sounds like to me that your roommate is very good at um, knowing the rules of protecting one's energy and others' energy. She sounds like a really good person. She is. I'm really thankful to live with her, especially because I've lived with her during the was starting my mental health journey. And so she was very pivotal in helping me and be, she's not only a part of my support system, but she was helpful and me getting help. Like she actually was one of the people that took me to the hospital. So we've been through, she's in some very vulnerable parts of my life and just learning from her how to protect, how, seeing how she protects her energy and respect. She has been a really good example. I think so we're gonna wrap up here but I just want to say like like coming into this I didn't have the answers okay because I told you like I'm not good at I'm not 100% good at protecting my energy because I'm a people pleaser I like to make people happy and I want to make friends I, I create that community but I think like for me the tech the takeaway tonight like bouncing you know thoughts and ideas off each other is one being realistic um is a big one that you've taught me tonight uh i will also have to say like access you know what does access mean to me like how do i want people to access me and also how will i access other people appropriately and um definitely uh like expectations on myself like not everything has to be a plus like you know B, C, D is okay. Bare minimum is okay. Um, there was another one, another takeaway. I'm trying to remember. Uh, 
damn, I can't remember. But those for me will be like the top three takeaways from here, from this conversation that I'm going to start using in my own life to better protect my energy. So I thank you for that. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Ah, uh, it's still the same. I I can still I can hear you, but like barely. Um, how about now? I'm like, the fucking phone is like damn near down my throat. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little better now. Oh lord! All right, we're just gonna do our best to wrap it up. Um, yeah. What I was saying before we were rudely interrupted. <laughs> that the takeaway from our conversation conversation tonight for me is because like you know when we were talking about this episode like when we were texting mm-hmm. back and forth I was like I'm not really good at protecting my energy lately and um like I just feel like too many people have access to me and da 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 but like some of the things that you taught me tonight was like being realistic mm. like I don't have to cold I don't have to be pessimistic, but I don't have to have my arms wide open either. But I just, mm-hmm. you know, I can still get it out, but just be realistic. Um, another thing you taught me tonight is like protect my energy by not setting like such high expectations on myself. Like not everything has to be a plus, and the bare minimum is okay. And another thing that you taught me tonight is access. Like, what does access look like for me? And how to like a, like a communicate that to others, and how to also appropriately access um, other people as well. So I think those are like the three big takeaways for me tonight from this conversation. That, that is amazing, and I'm glad that the things that I shared were helpful for you. Because my takeaway from you was not disrespecting my own energy. Because I feel like there are times where, like we talked about earlier, it's easy to do it from like an external standpoint and say, okay, well, I can, I can cut off this person or I don't want this person to have access to me or I want to redefine what access looks like with that person. But the only person that you can't get away from is yourself. And, you know, when you said, I'm not going to disrespect my own energy, that was something that just continue to stick to me and you know thinking about different ways that i that i do disrespect my energy and how can i protect myself better and what are things i can do by on my own to help protect myself and then saying no was something else that you brought up that i think was really critical and really really stuck out to me was you know not going into places that you know you don't feel comfortable in not putting yourself in situations not putting yourself in the same situation over and over again expecting something different to happen you know really standing up and saying no and and following through on it shows that you protect your own energy so those are the two things that i really learned from you and i'm so thankful that we got to share this time and space together tonight Listeners, you guys have no idea like how much I love Ryan. Like this is Papi Chulo. Remember I used to call you that? Yes. And it's still true. I love you too. Like I have so much love for Shaq. Like even with all the time that had passed between us, like I I, you were always on my mind and always on my heart. And whenever your name came up in any type of conversation, whether it be like my mom like asking about you or like 
other people from Millersville. Like, I always have nothing but good things to say about you. And you, even with all the time passed, like, I still consider you a friend. I'd be like, that's my friend. Yes. That's my friend. I haven't talked to him in five years, but that's my friend. <laughs> yes. And you know what is so funny? Like, it's been, like, five, six years, but it does not feel like that. Like, talking to you tonight literally felt like we were just sitting in the solo office, chopping it up like we used to. Like, nothing ever happened. I cannot wait until we're going to wait till the holidays passes because we don't yes, have to yes. once the holidays pass, we're definitely going to get together. We're going to have a beautiful night together. We're going yes, to get yes. connected with Cassie too. Well, all three of us are going to get together and it's going to be like good old times. I can't wait for it. Yes, just yeah. like old times. Well, thank you, baby, so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time, your energy. Okay, I appreciate it all. Um, I know the listeners. I, I, you know, I, I hope they like what we have to say, and I hope they take away something from it as well. Um, you are always welcome on my show. If you ever want to come back on and share a little bit more about your mental health journey or or anything, you ever want to be a guest again for any topic I have, do not hesitate to hit me up. Or if you ever have an idea, like you'd be like, you know what? There we go. So sorry. I don't know. This never happened. <laughs> There's always a first time for everything, apparently. I'm really upset. What was the last thing yeah. I heard? Last thing I heard was you saying that you, me, and Cassie are going to get together. Yes. Okay. I'm going to have to do so much fucking editing and splicing because now I have like so like five different audio pieces to work with. Because this yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm going to do a countdown and we're going to run it back, okay? Okay. we're gonna all get together it's gonna be like old times and you are always welcome back on the show if you ever want to come back on and talk about your mental health journey or you see a topic that you're interested in that you know is coming up or even if you have an idea for me like girl you need to get on the show and talk about this you let me know baby you are always welcome here this is a safe space for you thank you i love being in this space i love being able to talk with you about this stuff and i love like you create a space for us to be just open and real and raw about this shit because it's not easy and it's really difficult and i hope that um the listeners will be able to see parts of themselves and the things that we talked about tonight and hopefully they'll be able to find hope and feel inspired and feel encouraged by the things that we talked about because protecting your energy like i said is a full-time job but hopefully the things that we were able to talk about will give people some some pieces of wisdom to take and apply to their own lives and to their own journeys Again, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. That's Make the Space with Ashley all together. That's where you could keep up to date on the podcast and anything that's going on in the mental in my mental health journey. Uh, thank you for tuning in and supporting like always. Take care and good night. Good night.